0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris, and tonight, today, this is weird, we're having an early recording, but today, we've got a hell of a show for you. And I've said that before, but I'm genuinely excited about this. Uh, for one reason, is because I'm finally once again joined by my lovely wife, Leah.
1: Hey everyone, good to be back.
0: Leah, what you drinking?
1: Okay, so I'm naming this, I worked really hard on this, the Pinango Express. And this is um, a, a little bit of pineapple juice um, mixed in with some cruising mango rum. okay, because it's Florida and it's almost November and it's a hundred degrees outside and I mean it's beautiful. there's a little bit of a breeze, but still really, really hot, so I can get away with like beachy type of drinks.
0: It's miserably hot here. It's not even fun, but speaking of miserably hot, we're gonna bring this out to Mesa, Arizona. We are joined by our favorite Twitter trivia writer, Kylie. How you doing?
2: I'm doing good, guys. Thanks for having me back.
0: No, you're open invitation for you. Open invitation. We appreciate you jumping on on short notice. This game kind of came together last minute. So uh, thank you.
2: Yeah, of course.
0: So Kylie, uh, you're drinking what tonight or today? It's one o'clock there.
2: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's early for me. And um, so I'm just on water today because uh, I do have to do a grocery store run later. So, you know, don't drink and drive kids.
3: uh but
2: when i get back from said grocery run it'll be my usual scotch and diet coke it'll be johnny red right you betcha
0: i have a bottle of freg up here i still haven't finished i probably should get on that all right we're gonna head over i'm actually just gonna pass it over to them because we've got two other podcasters on with us playing trivia i'm gonna pass it over first to tim tim how you doing
4: i'm doing good how you doing
0: I'm I'm good, man. I got myself a. Uh, I'm going with my cheap bourbon today. This is the Walking Dead Spirits of the Apocalypse. It is uh, by a company called Diageo. They're one of the largest drink companies in the world. So I'm assuming this is in some way, shape, or form related to Bullet because that's their parent company. But it's actually for a ten dollar bottle of bourbon, a good bottle of bourbon. Hmm. But uh, what do you have, sir?
4: I am drinking. Uh, I went to our local craft beer shop and just put together a six-pack and one of the ones i grabbed was fulton brewing company in minnesota has a northern ipa called sweet child of vine oh that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> so that's what i'm drinking tonight it's not too bad
0: and where are you from tim
4: as you take a drink and we beer. <laughs> we live in fayetteville
0: north carolina Ah, okay we like fayetteville you haven't Do been to Fayetteville.
1: You? No, I've never been there. I've never heard of it, but I'm sure we like it. We, I love North Carolina.
0: We spent a the night there in college. We were doing a, a tour of North Carolina uh, for a football game, and Fayetteville is one of
4: the places we stayed overnight. So it's yeah. a military, yeah. big I military th- I think we are due north on 95 from you guys because mm-hmm. uh, 95 goes straight through here. It does. And uh, Tim, tell us about your shows. You've got a, a couple that you guys are involved in. Yes, so uh, I'll, I'll let my wife introduce the our show, but I have a sports show called Hometown Crowd where we talk about sports news across the country and in our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. Well, uh,
0: unfortunately, my Seminoles are not going to give you much fodder for, uh, for this week's episode.
4: They'll give us plenty of fodder. <laughs> it just won't be good material. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be one episode I skip. Yeah, it's especially great cuz you know we're on the 910 comedy podcast network. So we all just like to have fun and joke around. That's so. awesome. So introduce your wife too. This is my lovely wife Karen. Hi. And
5: hey, Karen. I
4: and I'll let her introduce our our show.
5: First of all, Tim, I love how you described Hometown Crowd using your literal tagline that you say every week on the show.
4: <laughs> it just flows at this point.
5: You're you're such a good podcaster. Uh no but we have a show together called Marital Tiffs T I F F S mm. and basically <laughs> we just get on and like argue every week most of the time the top, the topics are geek related and personality quiz related and we just have fun with it So
0: I, I I've got to ask cuz we've had this conversation Leah and I what are your love languages then You've had you you must have taken that quiz at some point
5: that's actually a good idea for next time, but I know yeah, what my love... Yeah, we've never lib-
4: actually done that one.
0: Oh,
5: hey. My-
4: Content creator right here.
5: There you go. We'll give you any royalties from all the non-sponsors that we have on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Same here.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, do, we just do, you know, BuzzFeed quizzes. We've debated which is more cultural impact, Harry Potter or Star Wars. Star Wars. Exactly. Um Karen disagrees, but <laughs> yeah, just, just whatever, you know, we, we, we talk about whatever makes up our marriage and just kind of bring it to the air.
5: My favorite one we've done so far is rating the different pieces of advice that Cosmo magazine has given for sex.
4: <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Um, an Indian burn is not good in any way shape or form
5: in any downstairs location no. just not a good call no but cosmo
4: recommended it
5: <laughs> oh no 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 no! <laughs>
4: <laughs> and i know i know that's not the right politically correct term i'm sorry for that i cannot think of what they actually call it
0: i don't either we that's we grew up calling it an indian burn so you're fine there yeah um pub trivia experience at gmail.com for your hate mail we actually will try and look up the proper terminology for that But uh, that's just my, you know, first grade mentality. Uh, So, Kylie, you're you're hosting our game tonight. It's our standard game. So I'm going to pass it over to you, and we'll get the show underway.
2: Awesome. Uh, All right. So we're going to start with our warm-up, and we're going to start geography adjacent and then never touch geography ever again. come on. (laughs) Um, According to 2019 population estimates by census.gov, 37 U.S. cities are home to more than 500,000 people. So I'm going to give you the name of a city, and you just have to tell me if it is one of those cities that's home to 500,000 people or more, yes or no. And this is the city proper, not the metro area. Okay. So um, who's going first?
0: We'll let the guests go first.
2: All right. Tim and Karen, your uh, first one is Memphis, Tennessee. Yes or no? Does it have more than five hundred thousand people? No, oh. I
5: I don't think that sounds like a lot for ten. Memphis, what do you think? Yeah,
4: I mean, I was kind of leaning no. I I, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with no.
2: All right, locking in with no. Yes, unfortunately, Memphis is home to six hundred and fifty-one thousand seventy-three what? people.
0: Seventy-four, if you count Elvis. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> More than half a million in Memphis, of all places.
4: Okay. okay. This is off to a good start. <laughs>
5: this bodes well.
1: But now we have a baseline. Like, we yeah. know for these future ones, like, we can be like, is it bigger or less than Memphis?
2: Exactly. There you go. All right, Chris and Leah, you get Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um,
0: my bo- One of my old bosses actually lives in Albuquerque. It's actually not that big. Um,
1: What's d- the capital of New Mexico? Santa Fe? Santa
0: Fe um he was a cop there for years i don't think so my gut would say no
1: name other towns in new mexico where would people live if they lived in new well, there's mexico there's a big
0: there's a big art community out there too a huge art community in
1: Albuquerque new mexico. no in it's it's in the
0: middle of it's in, i feel like it's in the middle of nowhere but i, I don't think Albuquerque's that big
1: okay so you want to go with no
0: that'd be my gut you okay with that
1: sure
0: yeah okay. we'll go no
2: Unfortunately no points. Albuquerque, New Mexico has five hundred and sixty thousand five hundred and thirteen people.
0: And all of them that listen to this show just turned us off. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we already lost the Memphis
4: crowd. That's true.
2: <laughs> all right, Tim and Karen. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes. Yeah, that's gotta
4: be a yes definitely, there's yes. 10 million people in this state and only like six cities so <laughs> uh i'm i'm gonna say yes
2: yeah 100 percent yes this round is killing you guys it's actually no according what? to census.gov wow. raleigh proper only has 474 thousand people oh would... that's
5: what got us, tim raleigh proper
2: yeah all of the like and all of that like
5: apex definitely...
2: you know yeah. dang it okay
4: that's only like an hour from here. <laughs> I know.
2: Chris and Leah, you guys get Sacramento, California.
0: We spent the night in Sacramento once. Did we? Yeah, driving back from St. Fran.
1: Oh. Uh, um, I don't remember it being that big.
0: So we've had, what, one yes and two no's. But that so is far. a
1: capital, right?
0: Yeah, Sacramento's a capital. Um.
1: I'm going to say capitals have to have a lot of people.
0: Raleigh's a capital. Oh. Yeah. So is Tallahassee. Montpelier,
1: Bismarck <laughs> okay.
0: Pierre What
1: is your gut and then we'll just go with the opposite <laughs> And I think that's a good strategy So
0: I'm okay with that strategy My my gut said yes so let's go no
1: Okay let's go no Oh uh, you should have gone yes
2: 513,000 people in Sacramento <laughs> Oh whatever. <man. laughs> Tim and Karen let's get off the schneid here How about Miami, Florida
4: <laughs> Oh that's gotta be a yes It's
5: gotta be Wait wait wait, wait. The whole city proper thing has thrown us so far with Raleigh, so... Yeah,
4: but Miami?
5: <sighs> Go into Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's here, gotta here, be. Here's
4: the way I look at it, and I realize that this is strictly from a sports perspective, but any city that is large enough to, to host three major sports teams has to be over
5: 500,000. Ah! I- don't know about that logic, but sure, we'll go with it. Yes.
4: Three. They don't have the hockey. Florida Panthers. Is that is it's that Miami. Miami? Yep. I never paid attention. Okay, Neither, so no even more proving my point. Uh, I say yes. What do you think?
2: Yes. Miami, Florida has
5: 467,963. Oh my God. My okay, I'm ashamed. I lived in florida i live currently in north carolina and i know nothing of the
2: world around me clearly. <laughs> chris and leah your next one is kansas city missouri
0: okay so one the like one side of the one side of this is much more popular than the other and i feel like missouri is more popular than kansas, kansas city kansas
1: i was gonna say the same thing i was just gonna say i wonder if it's gonna trip us up if because there's two of them Two no. sides, I have a friend that's from
0: KCK, works. and he hates the people from KCM. So I'm, I'm tempted to say yes.
1: Yeah, me too. That was my gut.
0: Yep, we'll go yes.
1: I'm so sorry. This <laughs> one is the the
2: sneakiest one. This one is no. It has 495,000 people.
1: That is so wow. close. That is so close.
0: Oh man, we could have flipped a coin and gotten better at this game.
5: <laughs> <laughs> is there a curve to this exam? Because.
2: <laughs> All right, Tim and Karen, Minneapolis, Minnesota.
4: Hmm. So, on the one hand, this is a tricky question, too, because Minneapolis St. Paul is kind of a split city. Um, on the other hand, we've had a lot of no's in a row here. <laughs> and don't game, fall
5: trap to that, like, game, game theory, theory would people.
4: imply that at some point, yes is coming back. No,
5: wait, wait, wait. You're one of those people that like changes your answer on a test because you've had like five C's in a row. But teachers (laughs) do that sometimes to trip you up. That can't be the basis for why you're saying no or yes.
4: What do you think?
5: I say no. I have no reason to say no, but (laughs) See,
4: I was leaning towards yes.
5: Okay. Uh, what hill do you want to die on here? Is like this a hill?
4: Like, I feel like this might be the Kansas City thing all over again, just with Minneapolis, St. Paul.
5: Okay, we'll just go with yes so that if we're wrong, it's your fault.
4: Okay, yes.
2: <laughs> Minneapolis has 429,600 people, so that would be no, and that wow. is no divorce. Points. Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: starting to wonder if there is a city on this list over 500,000. Do cities over 500,000 even exist? (laughs) Oh God, I'm scared. I'm scared. Hold me.
2: (laughs) Chris and Leah, you guys get Baltimore, Maryland.
0: Okay. So you can, they just made, she just made fun of Tim for doing this, but like, that's a lot of no's in a row. We got to have a yes. And Baltimore's got like, it's got Johns Hopkins. It's got a couple of sports teams. What were
1: our first two that we that we said no to that were yes?
0: Uh, Albuquerque, Kansas City, Missouri.
1: That one, that one, we said yes, but the answer was no. I'm just trying to get a gauge so I can be okay. So, mm. do we think Baltimore has more people than Albuquerque? Yes. Al, Albuquerque and Albuquerque ended up being yes. Well, I mean,
0: let's yeah. l- let's look at it. Let's look at it a completely different way. Albuquerque had Breaking Bad. Baltimore had. Um, the Wire,
1: Homicide, Life on the Street.
0: No, I had The Wire and
2: Hairspray. Oh,
1: good morning, Baltimore. Okay, okay. I think we should go. Yes, though. we're going. Yes, yes, Baltimore. Yes, points.
2: Oh, Baltimore thank God. has five hundred ninety-three thousand people.
0: Oh Lord!
5: It was the hairspray that did it for you yes. guys. It must have been.
2: <laughs> All right, last one for Tim and Karen. You guys get New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh.
5: All right, Tim, let's go. Let's. Okay. So. mm, Let's go. (laughs) I mean,
4: my gut gut tells me yes.
5: My gut tells me that people.
4: But but do 500,000 people willingly live below sea level? That's
5: what I'm saying. Like, at what point do people not get the hell out of there? And, like, I love New Orleans. Like, if you live there, that's great. But, like. Do half a million people want to risk
3: it?
0: Hello from Tampa, by the way.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Right? I was
0: going to say, we have the
4: whole state of Florida. Um, My gut's saying yes. Really? But I think everything is yes. Uh, I know.
5: You've been, like, (laughs) so positive about all of these things. I'll
4: defer to you on this one, but that's what my gut says.
5: I feel like every time we've said yes, we've, we've been disappointed so let's say no and see what happens
4: okay we'll go no. with no
5: no
2: you guys get some points <laughs> has 390,144 oh uh, that's
5: right
4: <laughs> if, if my co-host heather is listening she's probably shouting at us because she's from <laughs> you know the louisiana area
5: well we got it right so you're
2: welcome heather there you go Chris and Leah, your last one. My hometown, Mesa, Arizona.
0: So, home of the spring training facility for the Chicago Cubs.
1: So, yes, you've been there.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's one, it's, oh, God, it's, it's like, it's Phoenix, but it's everything around Phoenix.
1: So it's really close to Phoenix? Yeah,
0: they're all, they're all like right there. Is it like Dallas-Fort Worth kind of situation? It's like, it's like, it's like. Here's Tampa, Clearwater, St. Petersburg, Dunedin, Palm Harbor. Um, it's all these little cities that we call the Tampa Bay area. Phoenix is very much like
3: that.
1: But they don't have a... Well, obviously, they don't have a bay, so it won't be a bay area. Okay. But but is Mesa <laughs> you're, like... You're focusing on the wrong thing. I know, but is Mesa the larger? Because like you said here, Mesa, that we have like is, a Clearwater... Mesa is one whatever. of
0: the larger... I think it's one of the larger like...
1: Areas Suburb around.
0: areas around... Around and we
1: Phoenix? know Phoenix has like a Phoenix is huge, huge amount of people. Um,
0: I just remember driving through Mesa and Mesa was very congested, but that could have just been spring training. So, I mean, my gut says yes.
1: Okay, I'm good with that.
0: We'll go it, yes
1: because I'm wondering if some of the Phoenix people also live in Mesa.
0: Like, oh, I'm sure.
2: Yep, Mesa is absolutely enormous. Um, it is a uh, a very large suburb, um, of Phoenix and like I said, my hometown. And yes, it has 518 thousand people.
4: Who'd have thought that Mesa would be a yes, but New Orleans would be a no? I was more shocked
0: at Minneapolis. Crazy. I thought Minneapolis yeah, was you, huge.
2: When you're uh, when you're coming out, uh from the airport and you're heading into Mesa on our main sort of uh, freeway here, there's a sign that says like next 18 exits Mesa, and it extends north south, and it's just yeah, it's a huge town, a it, huge little town.
0: It is huge.
2: All right, so um, off to a difficult start in that warm-up round, but you guys found a groove at the end there, so let's uh, keep that momentum going into the game. You guys ready? Yep. All right, round one, question one. Your category is, to coin a term, though it had been first introduced by marriage and family therapist Katherine Woodward Thomas in 2009, what term for an amicable divorce was popularized by Gwyneth Paltrow in 2015 when she used it to announce her split from husband, Chris Martin? Oh, um,
0: Yeah, we can lock in.
2: All right, Tim and Karen, you guys can talk. Oh, uh...
4: I don't the pay only... attention to celebrity relationships.
5: The only thing I'm trying to think of is like, I know that, they people have like divorce parties now and i'm trying to think of what like language has been used surrounding those like you know how people have like engagement parties they have like divorce parties when they're like happy about it and you know what i mean you know what i'm saying yeah you but, but
4: but we're talking about amicable splits
5: that's what i'm saying like what what language is used around that kind of attitude i don't really
3: uh,
2: i don't know
4: Happily separated. Oh
5: um, like happy never after or something like that. I don't know.
4: I mean that's probably as good as I would come up with is like happily never after. But I, I don't I don't feel like that's right.
5: I don't either, but I ha I have no idea.
4: Alright, so let's just lock in with uh, happily never after.
2: Okay. All right, Chris and Leah, what did you guys have?
0: So, um, there's a, a podcast. The thing that got me into podcasting, as anyone that listens to the show knows, is that I, I'm a big, huge fan of Kevin Smith, the filmmaker, and he's got a podcast called Hollywood Babylon with Ralph Garman, who is a radio personality in L.A. When Chris Martin and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow split, they had a multi-episode run making fun of this term, and I think Leah and I both kind of think this, the term's the same thing. We think it's called conscious uncoupling.
2: You are correct. It is
1: conscious uncoupling.
0: And you said all those years of watching Kevin Smith movies was not going to do me any good. It just got us 10 points. Well, no,
1: I knew it from Gwyneth Paltrow in Goop, because she would always talk about it with her Goop. So I just assumed that that was a term that she had created herself for her stupid website. I didn't know that it was a term before then. I just
0: found out my wife reads Goop, so uh, I'm going to need to have (laughs) a divorce parties. All right, round one, question
2: two. Category is A Real Maverick. One of the most dramatic moments to happen on the Senate floor in recent memory occurred on July 28th, 2017, when Senator John McCain entered the chamber during a high-profile vote and shocked both sides of the aisle by giving a thumbs down to a Republican bill that aimed to do what? Locked in. Tim, Okay. you're the politics guy.
4: Yeah, so 2017... It had to have been okay, just knowing what I know about politics. It would have had to have been something. And this this is a bill, you said, correct? Yes. Okay, so it would have had to have been something that you know the, the, the commander-in-chief was trumpeting. Um so I'm thinking either um repeal of DACA or um the the transgender in the military but i feel like that was later so i would say probably the repeal of the uh daca all
2: right repeal of the daca chris what did you guys say
0: Uh, yeah we had uh repealing the the repeal of the the, uh, affordable care act or obamacare
2: it was a repeal it was a skinny repeal because it was only peeling back parts of the act and that was the affordable care act or obamacare Mm. good job okay (laughs) (laughs) yay (laughs) okay round one question three category take my wife please Jewish comedians like Henny Youngman, Rodney Dangerfield, and Mel Brooks made names for themselves doing stand-up in the 50s and 60s while working a circuit of hotels and resorts in the Catskills region of New York with what alliterative nickname?
5: Oh, locked in. Oh, oh it just came to me. All
0: right. Okay. Um, so Leah and I are going... What's bothering me is I... Ralph Garman on that same damn podcast just talked about this. <laughs> He, he talked <laughs> about growing up when in Philadelphia and going to the Catskills. And he mentioned the damn name, and I can't think of what it is. And so I'm thinking the Catskills. I'm thinking it's something to do with ski. It, it's a skiing area, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's open during the summer, too. So I'm trying to think of, like, it's, if it's alliterative, is there some, something something Lodge? Like Layover Lodge?
1: That's or- what I was thinking. So I was like, what are some names of hotels? Like Hotel, Motel, Inn, Lodge.
0: I don't think it's going to be an inn, because
1: I was thinking if it's alliterative and that word is in no, it. No, but inns are small. You're together.
0: not going to have you're not going to have comedy, comedians come to a small place like a lodge is a rather large place. So what's a, What's an alliterative name for like a lodge or laughin a laughing
1: lodge, laugh a lot lodge, laughing, laughing in, laughing laugh, laughin lodge. <laughs> That's not alliterative. That is- because um, um, it's comedy, right? So yeah. it should have comedy in the name, if that's M- not right
0: necessarily. Out. It could just be something that's alliterative due to its location in the Catskills. So, like, like, when we were in Oregon, we went to like the Timberline Lodge where the Shining Right, was, that's so. what
1: I was thinking. I was that's not, that in my head no. when you said lodge. I don't
0: know. I, I don't have a, I don't have an answer. So let's go. You want to go just, just the Laugh-In Lodge?
1: Yeah, the Laughin Lodge. Yeah, we'll lock. All right, uh,
2: Karen. What came to you at the last minute?
5: So I have like kind of a. Uh, I almost said Jerry Springer. Wow. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld obsession right now. And I feel like I've heard him talk about the beet belt. Yep. So I think it is the beet belt.
2: So close, but not quite. It's called the borscht belt. Oh borscht. my God. Mm. What is the that- borscht belt? What's a borscht? borscht is like a, like a stew, like a, traditional, so like the, have you ever seen, um, Dirty Dancing?
1: Kind of. Obviously we've all yeah. seen Dirty Dancing.
2: <laughs> so this is that so the hotel in question there, um, was, you know, in that sort of like Catskills, like upstate New York, um, and in the fifties and sixties, because, um, well, sources that I have read say that, uh, there was still like a lot of discrimination against, um, like Jewish families, um, and in like New York city. So they created like a lot uh, of those families would go up to the Catskills um, and stay at these summer resorts. Um, and that sort of was why the Jewish comedians would go up there uh, to perform for like that kind of crowd. And it was called the Borscht belt.
0: You could have given me the name belt and I would have pulled Borscht. It just would not have happened.
5: To be fair. I think. Borscht is made out of beets, so I'm sure I'm sure it is.
3: All right. In fact, one. I know it
4: is because I think uh, there was the Rugrats episode where <laughs> he got sprayed by the skunk, and they uh, they covered yes. him in borscht to yes. get rid of the smell.
1: Wow, what a throwback! <laughs> yeah, you don't get a good Rugrats reference anymore. I mean,
0: <laughs> let's keep it that way. Sorry, Doug all the way. I'm a Doug guy.
4: I mean, why not both?
2: All right, round one, question four. Category is, that's a raw deal. Most people are familiar with eating fish raw in the form of sashimi, but there are also many dishes from around the world that serve beef raw. One of the most famous is what dish, named in honor of an Italian painter, that consists of extremely thin slices of sirloin, served raw, dressed with lemon, olive oil, salt, and vinegar?
1: Lock in.
0: Okay, they locked. Locked quickly you have any idea
1: raw beef Ugh. i have been to some fancy restaurants before and ordered fancy f- raw food before accidentally I not knew. knowing that it was raw and it was definitely raw beef that they served me and it was like real thin it was very pink um and i remember ordering it because i was like it very into top chef and i was like oh this is one of the dishes they talk about on there and then when they serve it to me i was like yeah i'm not eating this this is gross um, but I remember it had a fancy name. I don't know if that's the same dish she's talking about, but I remember it, ha- it had a very common, like, culinary name that I would, you know, that
0: I, I'm I not, a, I don't from, cook. You know, I'm don't not, a, I'm not a chef in any way, shape or form. I have no idea. Like, I'm mm-hmm. completely lost here. So whatever you have, throw it out there.
1: I, I don't like, I can't even think of what it was called. I can picture what it looked like on my plate. It was like circular too. They put it like in a circle around my plate and I was like, oh, is, that, like,
0: is it like, is it I'm gonna sound like an idiot. Isn't there one called like beef Borsignu or Borganese? That might not. I, that might, I don't. Uh, I don't know.
1: I mean, that doesn't sound. I was thinking. I was thinking when you said Bubba, I was like, oh, maybe thats down with a B, because I was thinking like in my mind it was bruschetta, but it's not bruschetta. It was no. like is either a B or a C name, maybe,
0: maybe? that's No, um, yeah, I don't think I I'm don't gonna know. Get there. I hate. Pa- I don't want to just pass. I hate doing that. I hate not having an answer. Uh Okay. So there's. Let's go through the sliced meats. Suprasada. It's not suprasada, but supressata? I don't. Suprasada. Yeah. I've never heard
1: of that, but that sounds. I mean, I feel like whatever word I'm thinking of, it's I don't not, know if it's, it's right. It nah, sounded. Sata- it sounded like Italian though.
0: Soup, we'll go suprasada. I don't. Suprasada.
2: Okay, Tim and Karen, what did you guys say? Carpaccio. Ah! That's, that's correct. I, Carpaccio.
5: That's what I
1: ordered that That time. was
4: all Karen. She's Woo. the cook in this family. I just eat. Thank Nicely you, Food
1: done. Network. <laughs> that's exactly what I ordered at that fancy I've heard restaurant.
4: I've would not have
0: put that together. Nicely done, Karen.
2: It's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the end of round one, uh, Chris and Leah, you guys are in the lead with 24 points. And Tim and Karen have 12. All right. Moving on to round number two, question one. Category is, I see what you did there. On Bart the Genius, the first episode of The Simpsons to feature the chalkboard gag in the opening credits sequence, Bart has ironically been tasked with writing over and over that he will not do what?
0: Oh, Mike, Mott's so mad at me right now. All right, we'll
4: lock in. Okay.
0: The only the most Simpsons I've watched in, in my entire life. The most Simpsons I've watched has been on the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios.
1: And I'm sure this is probably referenced somewhere on that ride.
0: He's writing on the chalkboard. I don't remember what the hell he's writing. Um,
1: so what would you I, not to ask? Do? A
0: clarifying question: Is the word "do" is that in the quotation marks or outside the quotation marks? Like I can't tell if that's part of the quote or if that's uh, describing a verb that he's going to be doing in the sentence.
2: Uh, describing a verb.
0: So I will not.
1: What's he not going to do? What was what was Bart Simpson known for doing? I will not. Like, I feel
0: like spitballs was a big thing, but like.
1: I spit... will not spit balls. I don't think he probably wrote that on the board. No. <laughs> that would be funny if he did, though. Um, I will not laugh at the teacher. I will not. Right. I don't.
0: Uh, let's let's go with what, the, what our first answer was. Okay, you do it. Because I don't. I don't have it. I don't know.
4: We're going to lock in with I
0: will not quack at the principal.
2: All right. Tim and Karen, what did you say?
4: So we, neither of us watched The Simpsons. Um, we kind of just picked up on the ironic portion of the clue and went with, I will not write on the chalkboard.
2: So ironically is the keyword in there. Um, and Bart was tasked with writing over and over that he will not waste chalk.
4: Ah, oh, oh. it was close.
2: We were close. You guys were close, but I think it was the some kind of word like waste, or if you'd said use too much chalk, something like that. I would have. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Do More we get points.
0: points for a lame Mighty Ducks reference?
4: <laughs> no. Okay,
0: Com- moving on. You
2: get, you get comedy points.
0: <laughs>
4: no trivia points, though. Okay, no points. it it it's whose line is it anyway? Points.
2: <laughs> Round two, question two. Category is short-lived power. Former Canadian Prime Minister Kim Campbell is the only woman to ever hold the office, even though she only did so for 132 days. She rose to the role when her predecessor, who had served 10 years from 1983 to 1993, resigned pre-election. Just a few months later, her Progressive Conservative Party lost the election, and she was replaced by the Liberal Party leader, who would also serve 10 years from 1993 to 2003. Name either of those PMs who served on either side of Kim Campbell.
0: I have never heard of that person, but we'll lock in. in
1: I don't have an answer.
0: I don't have, I know. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm done. You guys can talk.
1: That was just my gut.
5: Okay. Um, I know nothing about Canadian politics. I know that the current prime minister is Justin Trudeau and he is attractive and that's all i know
4: but he's recent
5: he's yeah he's too recent he's and i current, know
4: so, so it, the the one who followed him would have been whoever backed bush going into iraq and i feel like it's a big name and that's probably why he ended when he did in 03 um but I couldn't tell you who that is. I keep going to Cana- uh, to to British, so I'm thinking Blair, but Blair is the British Prime Minister.
5: Yeah, I. I mean, I don't. I yeah, I I just don't have anything honestly. Like I could make up syllables and put them together and present it as a name, and that would be as equally intelligent sounding as what I you know, anything that is real. So I, I have no idea. I'll go with whatever you think.
4: Yeah, I've got nothing.
5: Yeah, we'll just pass, I guess.
3: Yeah.
1: Chris and Leah? Okay, so um, the only reason I locked in with this is because of how I met your mother, Robin Sparkles. Let's go to the mall, everybody. Um, There's a line in there that says something. Um, I went to the mall, and who do I see? Prime Minister... Brian, and I thought it was Maroney, but it's it's uh, it's not. But that's what my brain went to because I was trying to remember the lyrics of the song. So we locked in with Brian Maroney.
2: <laughs> oh, so close. This is painful for me. I didn't realize this was going to play so hard, you guys. Um, you're getting so close to these. It's uh, Brian Mulroney was uh, the 1983 to 1993 and from uh 1993 to 2003 was Jean Chrétien.
0: Yeah, that's the name oh. I couldn't get to. Okay. Okay. Sorry,
1: Robin Sparkles. I need to pay better attention to your song lyrics.
2: <laughs> Round two, question three. We stand a legend. The world mourned a trailblazer this year when we lost Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. To learn more about her, you can check out the very good documentary released in 2018 called RBG. Or, if the narrative film is more your jam, try On the Basis of Sex, a 2019 biopic starring what Oscar nominee and Star Wars Universe cast member as Ginsburg? Locked in. It's got to be Carrie Fisher who's
5: playing Bader Ginsburg. What was the
4: year?
2: 2019.
4: Okay, so it can't be Carrie Fisher
2: yeah 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 you're right
4: carrie fisher died long before that Ooh,
5: you're right
4: um
5: that's like the obvious answer like who else would star in a movie called on the basis of sex playing rbg you know
4: okay so oscar nominee
5: wait oh my god it's star wars universe right like not necessarily who's who who played what's her name in rogue one
4: Played what's her name in Rogue One? You gotta be more specific. The
5: main character.
4: Oh, Jin Erso?
5: I guess. I don't know.
4: That's the character, not the actor. Sure. I
5: saw that like one time. So,
4: yeah, but Oscar nominee. Was she a nominee?
5: She's the only woman that I can think of, to be honest, unless we're talking about like the person who played Rose. Like, she's literally the only female in the Star Wars universe that is like current
4: so I would have gone more along uh, the actress who played Holdo who? in Last Jedi Vice Admiral Holdo
5: oh are you talking about oh you're talking about oh
4: yeah what is her her name name?
5: she she is Oscar nominated I know Uh and potentially a winner also right and what is her name (laughs) oh my god you're right.
4: Ah, uh, crap! Isn't her last name like Dean?
5: Laura Dern.
4: Laura Dern. Yes, let's lock in with. Wait, wait no,
5: no, no, no. Wait, She's she's pretty old.
4: Okay, but so was Ginsburg.
5: Yeah, but okay, all
2: right, all right. Yeah, I all would right. I
4: would say Laura Dern. Okay. Yeah, let's lock in with Laura Dern.
1: All right, they say Laura Dern. Leah, what did you guys say? Oh. I'll let Chris talk, but I will say that Laura Dern is always a good guest because she's amazing in everything that she does, and she also gets nominated like a ton for everything that she does. So she's very uh, liked by critics and stuff.
0: So to me, if you're if you're talking Oscar nominees in the Star Wars universe, and you're talking about female characters. It goes to Natalie Portman. Um, I did not know this woman was nominated for an Oscar uh, until you said it. But given the clues and I I love her performance in Theory of Everything, which I think is what she got the nom for, it is Jen Ursa herself, Felicity
2: Jones. Exactly right. Felicity Jones. Nice job. And she was Oscar nominated for The Theory of Everything. I love that movie. Yeah,
1: that movie
5: was good. I Will Kill You.
4: Which I I wouldn't have come Oh, you up should with have listened Felicity to your wife, Jones. dude. Always listen to your wife.
5: <laughs> <sighs> Let's just have a tally of like what our points would be if I had answered and what our points would be you talking me out of the answers.
4: New game. It's Chris and Leah versus Karen versus me.
5: <laughs> Damn it.
4: I'm sorry, but I would not have come up with Felicity Jones.
5: Yeah, that's fair. I didn't know her name. So,
2: All right. Round two, question four category is imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Decked out in a bright pink strapless gown and opera-length gloves and surrounded by tuxedoed suitors, Madonna's 1985 video for the song Material Girl is a pretty faithful recreation of Marilyn Monroe's performance of Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend from what 1953
0: film? Uh, We'll we'll lock in.
5: Okay, Tim. (laughs) Here Um... we go.
3: Yeah. So it's
5: a Marilyn Monroe film, and I feel like she had some – There she had really famous films, but I can't think of the exact titles. I feel like there was one about, like, Uh. something about blondes in the title, something about – or it's, like, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes or something. And then there's, like, The Seven Year Itch. I don't know if that's her or not, but –
4: I mean, I am not a Marilyn Monroe aficionado. Um, diamonds are a girl's best friend. I know the Material song.
5: Girl. Material Girl. It has to be.
4: Well, Material Girl is the Madonna.
5: Yeah, but wasn't that a movie also? Material Girl's?
4: you would probably know better than i do and at this point i'm done guessing because i'm always <laughs> wrong
5: <laughs> no you're not i'm just giving you crap um i uh,
4: i would be, i would be okay with the gentlemen prefer blondes or if you think material girls is the name of a madonna movie
5: well now that you say that i think you're probably right so yeah i think it was just the name of her a song by madonna but of all of the Marilyn Monroe films that I know, which are I two, and that's questionable because I don't know if that's her for sure, I guess I'll say, I guess let's say gentlemen prefer blondes. I don't know if okay. that's a real movie, but it sounds like a movie.
2: <laughs> all right, Chris and Leah, what did you guys say?
0: Um, So I like the idea of the seven-year age. I think that's actually a better answer than what we went with, but we locked in with some like it
2: hot. Some Like It Hot is a Marilyn Monroe movie. Yeah. Unfortunately, not the correct answer. And Karen, I'm so glad you didn't say Material Girls because that's a movie from 2006 with Hillary and Haley Duff. The <laughs> oh correct God, answer right. is Gentlemen Prefer <laughs> Blondes. Oh, man.
0: It's a much better answer. Nicely done.
5: Woo, we pulled that one out.
0: Way to go, babe. You named the three Marilyn Monroe movies I could name, so.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, we've reached the halfway mark here. The scores are 24 for Chris and Leah, 22 for Tim and Karen.
1: Woo-hoo. I thought we had 34 because we got Felicity Jones. Oh,
2: gosh. You're right. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. Cool.
2: No, I liked the other one better. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: All right. Your halftime question. There are five films in the National Lampoon's vacation series. In the first four starring Chevy Chase, the franchise notably recast the Griswold children for each installment. The most recent in 2015 focuses on Clark Griswold's grown-up son taking his own family to Wally World, meaning five different actors have played that character. For four points each, name those five Rusties.
0: Yeah, we're going to lock in with a bunch of wrong answers.
2: (laughs) All right. Oh boy. Tim and Karen, what do you
4: have? So I feel that both of our parents failed us in that I may have seen one or two of these movies one time.
5: I've seen zero, so uh,
4: Karen didn't even know what movies we were talking about until I said <laughs> Chevy Chase plays the dad. Tim, don't expose
5: me. Oh,
4: I I don't know. Um the only name that's coming to mind is I feel like Johnny Galecki was in one of them. And I don't know if he played rusty or if he played the sisters, like love interest. Ew. Um, but the only, I mean, I, I literally could sit here all day and, come up with a bunch of wrong answers, so the only thing I have to lock in with is Johnny Galecki.
2: Okay. Chris, what about you guys?
0: Uh, so Leah and I each got one, and then we decided that one of the characters, one of the actors from Stand By Me had to be in there somewhere. So Leah, take the one that you knew.
1: Alright, so the only, I've never seen any of these movies, the only one I was sure of because I was a teenager in the 90s was Ethan Embry. So from, you know, that thing you do and the one where they have the party for graduation can't hardly wait wait, which was like my jam um and so i was thinking it was around that time so it would have been one of the ones in like the late mid to late 90s so we're thinking maybe vegas i'm thinking it's
0: got to be vegas vacation um the the new one is the only other one i knew because uh i was really jazzed to see it because i was not a huge vacation fan but i love the actor i'm almost positive the new one is ed helms
1: yeah, and then uh, we needed three, and we needed three so more. <laughs> we were like probably from the late 80s, early 90s. Who were some actors that were acting back then? Um, so we kind of did a stand-by-me sweep, and we did uh, Will Wheaton, Jerry O'Connell, and River Phoenix, hoping that one of the three were probably in a vacation movie <laughs> sometime know around there. I it wasn't Will
4: Wheaton. <laughs> Pretty
0: sure River Phoenix is not there either. So come on, Jerry O'Connell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, starting with the first one. The first Vacation came out in 1983, and Rusty was played by Anthony Michael Hall.
3: Oh, Oh, I should have known
1: that. No, I wasn't going that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he was. He totally was.
1: We should have gone Brat Packers instead of Stanley. Yeah, we went
0: the wrong direction.
2: (laughs) The the really rough one, which I had no idea before I looked it up, is European Vacation from 1985 is an actor named Jason Lively, which you know from European Vacation and not much else.
1: Related to Blake Lively? No. Probably not. Yeah,
3: 19, actually but,
0: older half-brother. But still oh, really? had sex with Ryan Reynolds. Oh,
1: they are related. <laughs> they are related. I don't, I
0: don't know if Tim's being serious there, Leah. I don't know. No, no, I am. Oh, really?
1: Okay,
2: hey. <laughs> Trivia.
1: Because Blake Lively's one of the ones you always confuse with Brie Larson. You always think they're the same person.
2: Uh, 1989's Christmas Vacation, which was a staple in my house and still is, was indeed a young Johnny Galecki playing okay.
0: uh, that's Bless you, Tim. As soon as you said that, I looked at Leah. I'm like, I think that's right.
2: Vegas vacation in 1997 was indeed Ethan Embry. Yeah. And the most recent one from 2015 was just called vacation. And that was Ed Helms. Nice job. Okay. You guys.
4: So right. between uh, the four of us, we got three of the
2: five. Yes.
1: <laughs> nice. Good job, everyone. Collective effort. Woo-hoo. Go team. All
2: right, round three, question number one. He's got game. With 40 seasons under his belt at Duke, Mike Krzyzewski, better known as Coach K, is the winningest coach in NCAA Division I college basketball with 1,157 wins. What other long-tenured coach, also with four decades at the same school, is second with 964?
4: Ah, I feel like I should know this.
5: You should, Sports Podcast. Come on.
0: Oh, yeah. There's more pressure on you than me. I'll take
4: that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And it's all at the same school? Yeah, we'll lock in.
0: Actually, before you lock in, Kylie, can we confirm that?
2: Kylie. Oh, sorry. I muted myself because <laughs> um, I was taking a sip of water and I didn't want my slurping sounds on the record. Um, I'm double checking the, the a second source that it was all at one school.
0: Someone that yes. we're circling the same person. And
2: yeah, yes. All at the same school.
5: Did you still want to lock in, Tim, or?
4: Uh, real quick, can you read the question one more time just before I? Sure. I'm in the same boat, so go ahead.
2: With 40 seasons under his belt at Duke, Mike Shishovsky, better known as Coach K, is the winningest coach in NCAA Division I college basketball with 1,157 wins. What other long-tenured active coach with also with 40 – sorry, also with four decades at the same school is second with 964.
4: Then, yeah, we'll lock in.
0: I was debating
4: between two, but...
0: I didn't hear active the first time, and now I heard it the second time, and now I'm a little... Okay, so the...
1: So it's not Pat Riley, you said? <sighs> no? Okay.
0: So when when we first heard the question, I didn't hear the word active, and I the two that come to mind were... Uh were Wooden and Bob Knight. Bob Knight famously left. Was I said
1: Knight. Yeah, he was famously
0: kicked out of Indiana. He went down to Texas Tech and continued his career. Uh, so he while.
1: was not at a, the same no. school.
0: If we're talking active, like it's going to be a powerhouse school to have that many wins and keep the same coach for that long.
1: Kentucky, Kansas. No,
0: Jim Calipari hasn't been to Kentucky that long. Kansas, I don't think is the right answer. I, I think they've, they've changed a couple times. I think... This is, this is going to be way off. I'm talking to someone who's on a sports podcast. He's going to tell me I'm wrong, but... Well, he can't like, tell you I yet feel if like, you're wrong. <laughs> I feel like Roy Williams started at Kansas and then went to North Carolina, so I don't think it's that. Connecticut? No, because Jim Calhoun was Connecticut and he's not there anymore. I think it might be Jim Boeheim in Syracuse, but I don't know if he's still there. Um, That's the best guess I have. Um, I, I, Could it be a West Coast... I'm trying to think like who, the, who are the teams that are continuously... Like competitive,
1: and I only know them if they make it to like yeah. So like, like it's not, not gonna. Because yeah. there are others like smaller schools that always make but it. But
0: those those smaller schools, those head coaches get like Shaka Smart was was one of them. I think I, he got brought up to the big leagues. They like they make a name for themselves and they move up to a bigger name school. I, I think Jim Beheim. I know he was at Syracuse for a long time. So Jim Beheim's yeah. gonna be my best guess.
1: I say go for it because I. Bobby Knight and uh, Pat Riley were my only two that I could name, and they do not fit the qualifications. No, so we'll go, go uh, with whatever you said.
0: Yeah, we'll go with Beheim.
2: Okay, Tim, what did you guys say?
4: Okay, so we don't cover college basketball nearly enough for me to know this one uh, a ton, but uh, we we were I was debating between uh, until the reread, I was debating between Bobby Knight and Calipari. Uh, I we went with Calipari because Bobby Knight's not active. So,
2: and the correct answer is, in fact, Jim Beheim of Syracuse.
1: Good job!
0: I cannot believe that guy is still coaching.
2: You
1: just sported so good.
0: He's so good old. Job. He is so old. Our head coach is seventy one years old, but he still has us like he doesn't look it. Like Jim Beheim looks seventy five years old, and he's got to be that old now. <laughs> And I'm not trying, I'm not shaming anyone. That, that sounds really terrible. I'm going to edit that in post. I'm not trying to be mean. He just, it feels like he's been there forever.
3: Well, and he, apparently he, he has, but I mean, there. if you
4: think about it, four decades just means he started in, let's see, we're in the twenties, tens, he started in the nineties, nineties, 2000. Yeah, you're right. No, Cause cause it, it doesn't college say basketball four, hasn't started four yet. decades.
0: It says, yeah. In, in four, four decades. decades you're right. right. But I don't, yeah okay we'll take it i'm gonna take the points. i'm not gonna complain
4: yeah
1: sports go sports
4: go team yeah
1: all right i I, I love a
4: good garfunkel and oats
1: yeah oh good (laughs) you got that reference
2: i love that show
0: i miss that show i love their albums
2: all right round three question two category is potent quotables in what Hollywood classic will you hear the line of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world she walks into mine? Lock in. Five bonus points if you can give me the full name of the character who says it. Yeah,
5: let's lock in.
0: Okay, so...
1: This is like a hum-
0: Casablanca, hum- Blanca, right? hum-
1: Humphrey Bogart era of movies, right?
0: I, I, I think, yeah.
1: I, like, it was probably in black and white, right? Yeah. I'm, okay. Okay. Uh,
0: it's got to be Casablanca right? or is it, is it Britain? No,
1: no the they're Chiefs in. Cause, in cause when they, cause when they meet, they right? she walks in and someone's playing the piano and it, I don't know, they're in like a bar or speakeasy kind of situation.
0: Oh, oh shit. No, no. Is it, is it Raiders?
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yes,
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because remember, she has the, 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 the this topper to the staff as a necklace. And Indy walks in there, and they were in love when she was a child. Oh my God, I can't believe I, I don't know if it's freaking Casablanca or Raiders. And that's the <laughs> dumbest sentence I've like, ever muttered. That's
1: completely different direction than I was going. But, because would he have been saying that because it was no, in...
0: She said that.
1: Wait, she said...
0: She owns the joint. She's the... the in Raiders, at least I haven't seen Casablanca since I was like thirteen. Yeah, and me I thought either. it'd be really good to watch really good movies, and I realized at thirteen years old I did not yeah, care.
1: Yeah, I'm like this is boring. <laughs>
0: um, I need to go back and watch Casablanca. Is what I'm really and saying. apparently
1: Raiders as well. It's like your favorite movie of all time.
0: So Raider, oh God, okay, I couldn't name. So it.
1: she says, of all, th- the so the all the gin joints, so there's the scene world. in
0: Raiders. You remember Raiders? Um, they're going after. They need the the head of the staff to pinpoint the location of the arc she had it was her father so indy and her father were good friends indy and her started a love affair when she was like 19 years old and left her broken hearted and then he decides when to get the to get the arc he needs no but he needs that he needs the head of the staff for the dig for when they're so they can go to the dig site and find out where it is that's all your option so i think it's raiders of the lost ark i what the hell is her name?
1: So she says, of all the gin joints in all the world, she walks into mine. Who is the yeah, she? What,
0: oh, is it she walks into mine? I thought. Can you repeat the question? Because now I feel like an idiot.
1: <laughs> in what Hollywood classic
2: will you hear the line of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine? Yeah, it's not Raderson.
1: Yeah, I'm like, that. that's why I was just, I was following okay. the plot. I was like, none of this makes sense.
0: So, Casa so let's go
1: Casablanca. <laughs>
0: um...
1: What are their names? I
0: don't know. That's the only... Is that
1: Humphrey? Is Humphrey in that? Well,
0: one? she's looking for the name of the the, anti- the protagonist, right?
1: Um, Jimmy. Well, or am I, I thinking let's, Jimmy let's, Stewart? We, no,
0: we'll just we'll go Casablanca. I don't have a guess on the on the. You're looking for the character name, right, Kylie? Yes. I, I'm not going to get that. No. Let's go Casablanca, and I don't have a guess for the bonus. I'm sorry.
5: Yeah, no. Tim and Karen. It is definitely Casablanca, oh, and <laughs> uh, his his name is Rick. It's either Blaine or Lane also, or McLean or something with that A sound.
4: Which one do you want to go with? You have a thirty three percent chance.
5: <laughs> well, it could be others too. Anything with that like A ish sounding last name.
4: Go with Lane. With who? Lane.
5: That makes me not want to.
4: Okay. Anyway.
5: <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh yeah. Rick. I think it's Blaine. Rick Blaine with a B, and it is Casablanca is the film.
0: That irks me because I know for a fact that like Casablanca, the original story for it was like Breakfast at Rick's. That's the title that the movie was based on. Oh. I didn't even think about that. That's a, a good poll. Holy crap.
2: Trivia. <laughs> And you guys are correct. It is Casablanca, and it was, I believe, based on a play called Everybody Comes to Rick's, and his last name is, in fact, Blaine, Rick Blaine, with a B. So nice job. You guys get the bonus. Hell yeah. Good call.
4: Um, I just want to say, you know, since we talked about what we were drinking earlier, I have just opened Untitled Arts. This stout just got serious, and it is a um, (laughs) – It is like drinking liquid chocolate. It is delicious.
5: Wait, wait, wait. So you're getting drunker? That's not what we need.
4: <laughs> I am accessing deeper recesses of
0: my mind.
1: Yeah, maybe it helps.
0: Hey, hold on. Those are performance enhancing drugs. I'm going to need you to stop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, it
4: literally tastes like chocolate ice cream. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Um. I need more of these.
2: All right, to round three, question three. Flames, flames on the sides of my face. On the board for the game Clue, the four corner rooms each have secret passages that connect them diagonally so you can zip more quickly around the mansion. The conservatory hooks up with the lounge. What other two rooms connect?
0: Like this is an answer I should have.
1: That we probably play like fake versions of Fist with different names of rooms. Yeah, it doesn't help
0: that we only play
4: like Office Clue.
0: Yeah,
1: and they probably n- rename. We, we only play like-
4: Harry Potter Clue, so.
0: Yeah. There's an Hagrid's Hut. And it connects to the Weeping Willow, the Womping Willow, sorry.
3: <laughs> oh,
4: wait. Yes. Uh, I think we can uh, lock in.
1: All right, Chris and Leah, talk it out. Okay, so how many rooms do you think there are total? Six? Uh, one,
0: two, three, four. There's one in the middle. Five, six. I think there's eight rooms. Okay. So in- I think there's four corners. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And there, there's, is there one in the middle? I know that's where you put the cards
1: so, so far look? we've named five rooms, and yeah. two of them were used in the question that she <laughs> read. So, we're going to eliminate those, right? Because that was Oh, yeah, of the it's question. not the
0: conservatory, it's not the lounge. Okay. So, the other rooms that we have are the kitchen? Maybe. Maybe. It'd be pretty easy I to grab I feel good out. about the
1: library. I was pretty confident about the library. There is a
0: library. I know there's a library. I thought the library and the dining hall, I thought both of those were middle rooms. I, don't, I didn't think there were corners, but I could be wrong. Dining Okay. if i'm if i'm putting the layout of a house together it, does, it makes zero sense for the dining room to be in a corner of a house
1: okay
0: a library makes more sense to be in the corner of a house
1: right yes i would agree with that so Uh-oh. i think
0: the dining room if there's a center room the dining room is the center room
1: okay so maybe center. so so we can eliminate that one maybe
0: isn't is there like a garden room or something like that or is that the conservatory so
1: there could... i don't know what do you do in a conservatory
0: conservatory your virginity like so you don't do something stupid
1: is it an office is there like so what oh, there, what? no there
0: isn't there is an office but
1: is it called an office or does it have like a fancy mansion name
0: do i look like the a study fancy mansion
1: the no. study that sounds that's kind of like an office better because i'm just thinking so like let's,
0: let's do the study in the library
1: because what are do the, that? yeah because bathroom you said there's no bathroom it's, no one gets it's more no, I, no i'm bathroom? pretty
0: sure it's the world's worst mansion there are no bathrooms
1: is there a swimming pool or no. an exercise room? No,
0: let's let's do those two. I'm not going to get it. I'm a not going to get and there.
1: study
0: in library, then. Yeah, we'll do a study in the library. Okay.
2: All right. And Tim and Karen, what do you guys have?
4: Okay, so this guess is based strictly off of the movie, uh, which is a classic. It is. Uh, in which case they do reference the bathroom because she says, uh, "Wee wee, madame. No, I just need to powder my nose um (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's a a
5: 15 bedroom one bathroom mansion right right uh but
4: i i know for a fact that in the movie there's a secret passage in the kitchen and we went with the library so kitchen and library is our answer
2: Well, both of you are half
1: right, unfortunately. (laughs) It's
4: the kitchen and the study, isn't it? It's
1: the kitchen and the study. Oh. Oh. Well, at least we named the correct room title. I
0: almost said that, too. Oh, Lord. Oh, that's a good question, Kylie.
3: Yeah.
2: What's the
5: difference between a library and a study? Can I just ask that really quick?
2: And the lounge. It's just, you know, I guess if you have a mansion, you're just uh, filling your house up with rooms where you lay about. Basically. <laughs> and you just call them
4: different things.
2: All right. Round three, question four. Damn good coffee. The TV show Twin Peaks originally ran from 1990 to 1991, and it got a reboot in 2017 on Showtime with many of the same actors. What writer-director, who p- critic Pauline Kael labeled a popular surrealist, created the show?
5: What's the show? Sorry.
2: Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks.
5: Okay.
0: We are going to lock in.
5: Tim, you look very frustrated.
4: Yeah, because I know that I'm never going to come up with the answer. But as soon as I know it, as soon as I hear it, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's him. Uh, I want to say it's the same guy who does Fargo. Um. I feel like they mock him all the time to go back on Chris, on what Chris was saying. They mock him all the time on uh, Hollywood Babylon. Um, crap. Will it come to me? Uh, yeah, this is somebody I know.
5: I'm not going to be any help for you here, so I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, as soon as I heard Twin Peaks, I, I knew you probably didn't even... I, I, I'm sure you hadn't heard of it. Um,
5: I, excuse me. I've heard of it. I've never watched it, but yeah. i heard of it.
4: And... I'm going to hate myself when I hear it. Ah, uh, crap.
5: We just want to... Pass or... I keep coming a... back
4: to the name Danny and I know that's not right. Um, I've got nothing. Okay. I'm sorry.
5: We'll just pass. Yeah. All right, Chris,
2: what did you lock in with?
0: I locked in with a wrong answer. Um, We locked in with David Fincher. But it's not David You're Fincher. Close. It's David
4: freaking Lynch.
2: It is David yes. Lynch. and we
4: figured it out after we locked in. David Lynch, and that's why I was with Daniel because this uh, yep. is close.
0: When you said Daniel, I had to turn my head to the side so you couldn't see my face because you were getting so damn close. <laughs> I I I had. And never back then, I still thought it was Finch. Uh, David Lynch. Damn it!
2: All right, so moving on to round four, question one. This. Category is his career didn't go to the dogs. Welsh actor Ewan Rayon is best known to audiences as the sadistic villain Ramsey Bolton from Game of Thrones. But since Sansa sicked his dogs on him in 2016, he's been taking movie roles, including playing Mick Mars in The Dirt, a 2019 biopic of what rock band?
4: I can lock that in.
5: Oh, no. Oh, I feel uh, how you felt in the last question. <laughs>
4: Okay, so rock bands. I I feel like it would have to be somebody The Dirt?
5: Yeah, it's
4: Talk it out. What do you got?
5: It's I know it's like a well, that was said already, right? That it's like a classic rock band. I think so. Uh, I I remember I remember specifically hearing that he that actor was in that movie and thinking like oh that's funny because i just heard that song on the radio that that's that that band is most well known for
4: what song sorry i know i know i know
5: <laughs> so i was like that's an interesting
4: is it like a british
5: band coincidence i don't i don't know the
4: like 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 maybe if you could you you could talk it out maybe we can get there
5: well I mean, literally, that was like my I remember having the thought back then that like, Mm -hmm. oh, that's so because they like when they it was announced like that this movie was happening. I was they were like, oh, they follow they they talk about the band, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that is so funny because I just literally got out of the car having heard a song by that band. And that's the thought I remember having, but I don't remember any other details. But I feel like it's like like motley crew or like something like that because
4: the dirt. I,
5: because i feel like i remember seeing a picture of his character for the film too like it was something on like e right with like that i was watching and the e thing it had like oh they're there he's playing something about this band and they showed like a picture of the character and the character looked very much like the long hair band and I associate that a lot with like Motley Crue. You know what I'm saying? Am I crazy? Okay. I don't want to sound stupid. So So, so
4: is Motley Crue that your best guess?
5: Well I don't I'm gonna feel really stupid if the if it's something else. So I don't know. Well okay.
4: What do you think? I I I'm well Okay, let's play it this way you don't listen to radio
5: hey yeah i lost you for a second what'd you say
4: you don't listen to radio yes i do uh usually it's your spotify playlist
5: not back in 2018 2019 when we didn't have spotify (laughs) Because okay, we were so poor nice,
0: back <laughs> in, that back in the day in 2019,
2: <laughs> we were poor I mean, back then. We didn't pay for spots. We're in
4: year five of 2020,
2: so exactly 2020 <laughs> oh. is a decade Touché. long already. So touche. Like
5: but I remember specifically being like, "Oh my god, that's so funny!" Because I just heard that song on the radio by that band, and for some reason, Motley Crue is like the flashing bulb of attention Th- that is. Then
4: then go with it. Um, I, I trust your gut.
5: I don't know anything about classic rock. I'm gonna feel so stupid. Fine.
4: I I, I can't think of any association with the dirt or any songs that I've heard you listen to, uh, like that are more classic. Um, I can't think of anybody. When, when she was saying Ramsey Bolton, my first my, my first thought went to I think he was cast in. Uh like the Eternals or something with Marvel. Um I've got I don't I don't even remember what movie that was, but uh
2: That's just I don't want to talk let's about go it with anymore. Motley let's go with it. All right, so you guys are locking in with Molly Crew? Yes. Yes. Chris, what did you say?
0: Um so you're right. He he did get cast in a Marvel project. It was not the Eternals. He was cast in with Anton Mount in uh the Inhumans. But that's oh, not right, the answer right, to this. Right. I thought that's where this question was going. And I'm like, I'm a Marvel nerd. I got this. No, um, no, it's Motley Crue. Almost positive.
2: Mick Mars was the guitarist in Motley Crue. Nice. Nice job
5: you guys. Good job everyone. Way to go. Wow, I feel that. What a lesson about confidence I just learned. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, round 4, question 2. Category is a fairy tale ending for someone else. <laughs> Lovely. Story of my life. After all the hype and scandal and drama surrounding the Tanya Harding Nancy Kerrigan figure skating showdown at the 1994 Winter Olympics, What then-16-year-old Ukrainian skater upset the odds-on favorite Kerrigan to win the gold in the ladies' singles event?
5: I'll lock in. Oh, good. I have no idea.
2: Oh, what's her damn
0: name? Oh, my God. What is her damn name?
1: I don't want to offend any of our... (laughs) um listeners from that area of the world by just me shouting out names that i think would be affiliated with that part of the world so i'm just gonna sit back and let you do your process
0: oh my process is kicking me in the ass right now oh my god what is her daggum name it's um oh man she lit it on fire too like she did a great job at the olympics oh what is her name Yeah. Just nothing is coming Was this out. Was
1: during that girl you liked her era? No,
0: this is pre Tara Lipinski. Yeah, pre Tara Lipinski. Okay. No, this is Nancy Kerrigan and uh, Tanya Harding. This is the one where Tanya Harding's boyfriend tried yes. to take out Nancy Kerrigan. Yes, the, I saw
1: the yeah. movie. <laughs> um,
0: I don't. I can't think. I don't. I can't think of her. The only thing coming to mind is Martina Navratilova, and that's a tennis player, so it's not her.
1: Can I start saying stereotypical names now? Yeah.
0: You, when I hear the name, I'm going to know it, but go ahead.
1: Irina? Ivanka? Valentina?
0: Valentina?
1: She was the first, I think, woman in space. That's where okay. that name is going from.
0: Then no. I, I don't know. I, I can't...
1: Yugoslav? Yugoslav? You're
0: thinking of Yugoslavia. <laughs> That's a former country. <laughs> um... God,
1: Ariana, Yurina. I feel like it probably ends in an
0: A. It yeah, they all it, yeah. <laughs> I, I I can't. I I There's don't some have it. In I don't have it. Um, and I can't again. Martina Navratilova is in my head, and that's not helping right now.
1: Marina.
0: It's not. Is it like Natalia?
1: Natalia Romanoff
0: No. <laughs> um, Kurilinko?
1: Sure, that sounds right.
0: Or is it the boxer? Are the Kirilenkos the boxers? I...
1: Sorry, Ukrainian listeners. <sighs> is Ukraine still a country? Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, Putin hasn't taken them yet. Well, not all of them. He did take part. Um. Yeah. Well, luck in I think Kirilenko, I think that's the boxing brothers, but that's the closest I'm going to get. I can't think of
4: her damn name.
2: All right, Karolinko, for you guys, Tim and Karen, what did you lock in with?
4: Yeah, I wait. My
5: can what we start? Can we hear the question one more time? I sure. Mean,
4: we locked in. I know. I mean, I you're know, but in, like, Yeah. I but... want to know
5: how wrong you are.
4: I'm very wrong. <laughs> um, be, be, because the question asked for the Ukrainian, and automatically, my mind went to Christy Yamaguchi. And she is I don't know if it's Chinese or Jap- Japanese but it's not Christy Yamaguchi but that's who we locked in yeah for. we
5: don't need to hear it again because I you're definitely wrong but okay <laughs> yeah yeah my mind automatically wrong. went
4: yeah it's definitely her it was, no you locked in with such sense. confidence I was already locked in I hate it myself <laughs> um,
0: like me with David Fincher I get it.
2: So, uh, no points on this question. The correct answer is Oksana Bayul. Oksana Bayul.
5: Isn't she in a song? Like, they talk about her in a song. No, that's
4: (laughs) earlier. No, I mean, Weird Al talks about the whole Tanya Harding thing in in headline news, but I don't think they mention Oksana Bayul in there. Ooh, I haven't heard that song in forever.
0: We're listening to it when we go get our daughter. Okay. Good question, okay. Kylie.
2: Thanks. Uh, that Yeah, that era of figure skating, I was actually a figure skater myself, so all of those names are burned into my brain permanently. Damn. Round four, question three. Who color coordinates their snacks? A pair of entrepreneurial Nashville moms, Clea Shearer and Joanna Teplin, turned aesthetically pleasing decluttering into an empire of books, products, Instagram followers, and a new Netflix series. What is their organization and interior design company that now caters to stars like Reese Witherspoon and Chloe Kardashian? Well uh, uh we'll lock in. All right, they're locked in, Chris and Leah. I
0: Talk wish you out. could just hear the the gut-wrenching scream my wife just let out.
1: <laughs> That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Because I've seen this Netflix show. I watched the first episode, which was all about Reese Witherspoon, and they reorganized her Nashville home with all of her movie memorabilia, and she had a whole Legally Blonde section because she got to keep all of her wardrobe and shoes and stuff from that movie. And I... Oh, my God.
0: You remember everything about the show except for the title.
1: I don't even know what the show is called. I don't even know if the show title is the same as the company name, but I I would think that it would be because... Why would you brand yourself otherwise? Like, why wouldn't you just use your own company name in the title? But I feel like it's, like, two words. Yeah, it's a
0: two-word title. It's I just don't know short, what it is.
1: And the ladies are really cute and funny and quirky, and the coloring's all really pretty, and they organize things by colors.
0: I watched with you until Reese Witherspoon left, and I lost interest <laughs> for some reason.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. And I want to go with recast that. Like, that's what's in my head, but it's not. It's, like, like, I don't know why I was thinking like declutter this or, or or organize that or i don't know it's like something like real simple words and felt, I, I just don't i do not think i'm gonna get there Ugh.
0: clapping into microphones while speaking I know, not good I'm for sorry. podcasting
1: i'm sorry i just <laughs> uh, i just hate that i i i don't pay attention yeah. to details i hate it um that's why i wasn't good in test in high school because I would remember everything about it except for whatever the question was asking me Um, mm, I don't think I'm going to get there I'm sorry but I know it has something to do with organization and like.
0: I I know there's an episode of Seinfeld where he's trying to date a woman who wants to reorganize his closet but that doesn't help us here at all either
1: no, I, 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 you want to go
0: organize that and just call it a day? yeah
1: it's not right but we'll just say organize that that's
0: fine I, I have no idea
2: alright they say organize that Tim and Karen, what
5: did you guys say? So Tim messaged me immediately as soon as the question was was read, and said, "This is you because."
4: Well, yeah, I because like... you watch all those like uh, organizing YouTube videos. Like this is completely in your wheelhouse.
5: Like for fun, like that's how I unwind as I watch people organize things. And I be- I think that the show on Netflix. I don't. I haven't read any of their books or anything. I think the show is called get organized with the home edit oh so i don't know if the name is get organized or the home edit (laughs) so i'm assuming it's the home edit because it's it says with the home edit right does that make sense tim yeah should we go with it
4: well we already locked in so yeah i
5: mean uh, that's fair so
2: yeah the home (laughs) edit it's a good thing you watched those uh, shows to unwind because it earned you 10 points. It is the home edit.
0: Nicely done.
5: The
1: two-word phrase I was looking for was get organized. That was where my head was going.
5: <laughs> to be fair to you, on the Netflix thing, it's like get organized in really big letters and it's like
1: with the home edit yeah. at the bottom. So <laughs> Yeah. When you said the home edit, I was like, yep, I'm pretty sure that's their Instagram handle because I knew they were big on Instagram.
2: All right. Final round uh, of the regular game portion. Round four, question four. Spending eternity in a cornfield. Ray Liotta plays real-life baseball player Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. What Hollywood legend in his final on-screen role played the older version of fictional player Archibald Moonlight Graham?
4: Final on-screen. I mean, it's gotta be. I'm. I'm gonna lock in.
2: All right, Chris and Leah, you guys can talk.
0: I just wanted to look a pitcher in the eye and give him a wink. That's all he wanted to do. And then, I think I, at some point, I think he winked at the pitcher and he knocked him down. Then he knocked him down again. And then, if I I could be getting this confused with sixty one, but I think Ray Liotta's character says to him. He says he just he just threw you inside twice what do you think's going to happen and he goes it's either going to be low and away or in my ear and he goes why well, would look for low and away he's not going to want to walk low the bases but watch out for in your ear and it's that guy and the only person that's coming to mind is Jack freaking Palance from uh Curly from uh uh City Slickers and I don't th- that the voice doesn't match like this is this old man is a very old man he's very soft spoken very kind but I cannot think of who it would be. If that's his last acting performance, that movie came out in, like, 96, 95. I thought Jack Palance's last acting role was City Slickers 2, so I don't think it's Jack Palance, but I can't think of any other older men that would have been around there that, that I would recognize. Um, he, looks, he looks like an older Dick Van Dyke. So He looks like Dick Van Dyke looks now.
1: Are we just naming old people? Is that what no, we're I'm, try- I'm okay. trying to talk through so what I the answer that. is. Um,
0: it, it's going to be someone that would have passed away in the, er, the mid to late 90s. Um, it would have been obviously his last acting role. Jack Palance is what came to mind. But I think Jack Palance, I thought his last acting role was actually City Slickers 2. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it is Jack Palance.
1: I think if we don't have another guess
0: just doesn't the voice doesn't sound right but i mean he's an actor he could have been changing his voice for curly yeah let's go wool we'll, you want to good is that good with you
1: yeah because the only old person i can think of who would have been old in that time um i'm pretty sure it was the holiday and that was in 2004
0: so yeah we'll go jack palance i'm gonna
1: be jack mad when i hear palance. this okay they
2: say jack palance tim and karen what was your answer
4: I'm pretty sure I'm wrong here. Uh, But the only thing that I locked in with is this guy was old, but he's known more for his voice. And I went with James Earl Jones and I know that's not right, but I thought maybe he did just nothing but voice acting after the fact.
2: So James Earl Jones was in field of dreams for sure, but he did not play the baseball player and uh, there was a bit of a hint in the category name spending eternity in a cornfield this actor was famous for his role in oh. from here to eternity and a ton of other movies in the 50s 60s and 70s and his name is bert lancaster Burt lancaster that's 100% it i did not
0: get that from here to, i did not get that from here to eternity reference that's a great that's a great little hint there kylie and it went way over my head
2: he did a couple of uh, like TV things after that before he passed away, um, but that was his last uh, movie, big screen movie. Um, and he died in 1994
0: at age 80. So, Phil the Dreams is like 93,
2: 94? 89. Oh, what? it's
0: that old. Holy wow. crap. Wow, is it? Yeah. Okay.
1: We're so old.
0: Yes, we are.
2: All right. So that's the conclusion of the regular questions. We've just got the final left. Here are your scores, Chris and Leah, you guys have 72 points and Tim and Karen, you guys caught up a bit in that last round and you have 61. So the way that the final works, there's three questions. I'm going to give you the categories and then you can wager any amount of points on each question. Um, uh, based on the points that you have. So if you wanna put all of them on one question and zero on the others, you can do that. You wanna split it equally, you can do that too. So here are your categories. Red, white, and blue. So lock in your wagers and then we'll get to the questions.
1: So category one is red, category two is white, and category three is blue.
2: Yes, very enlightening.
0: Is this a good time to tell you that I'm colorblind? I'm going to need different questions.
2: (laughs) All right. So here's the final game. Question number one, the category is red. When you're down in Fraggle Rock, you'll meet five main characters. Three are dudes named Gobo, Wembley and Boober. And the other two are female Fraggles, the animated, stubborn and adventurous red. And what older spiritual hippie artist?
0: Okay, Leah and I will lock in.
2: So I'm not going
5: to lie. Until the question was finished, I thought Fraggle Rock was a fictional show that the Flintstones watched. (laughs) Like, I legitimately didn't think that it was real. So I have no help here.
4: And I think that Fraggle Rock might predate even me a little bit. I know of it. I don't know that I have ever watched it. Uh, what were the three guys' names?
2: Gobo, Wembley, and Boober.
5: Uh well. Clearly they're, like, funky names, Tim. So if you want to just put syllables together and come up with something we can but uh, I I literally like I don't know what it is I don't know anything about it I'm so sorry
4: we'll go with hippie
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we had no idea um so we just started naming female hippie artists like names we started naming like Dolly Pablo Pabla. Maya Angelou, Mother Teresa, and then when he said Mother Teresa, we are like, oh, well, maybe if it's an older Fraggle figure, maybe they just call her Mother. So we went with Mother. Mother Fraggle. All
2: right. So we'll do the points uh, at the end of the round, so we'll move on to question two. White. Barry White and his sultry bass baritone voice were a staple on the R&B charts for nearly three decades but his biggest pop crossover success undeniably happened in the 70s when the singer had his only number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100. Name that song.
5: We'll lock
0: in. Okay, so we are literally going in circles because Leah has the the beat in her head but can't get the beat out. I can't,
1: I can't express it but I'm hearing a couple lines of na, na 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 and I'm picturing he said disco so I'm like no it is like a faster paced song that's a little
0: I mean if, like if he's, like if he's crossing over or in or the or... 70s I'm assuming he's crossing over into disco. But it's not like it's not like he joined he's not like he jumped up with a Black Sabbath or right.
1: something. Right. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's definitely more on the disco side of things. I would
0: love to hear that. I would too.
1: I just I just don't know if I'm going to get there. Uh,
0: the only disco stuff I know is like the Bee Gees and Whatever the soundtrack to Saturday Night Fever was, but we're trying to
1: find awesome. the song, right? I have,
0: I, I'm not going to get there. When we, when we when you first asked the question, I looked over at Leah. I'm like, oh, this is Let's Get It On, right? And she goes, "You're an idiot. That's Marvin Gaye." <laughs> Music is not my forte, so yeah,
1: I don't, I really
0: don't. We'll know. go. I'm sorry. Let's just go Saturday in the Park. I don't even know the name of the song. No, this is fine. Saturday in the park
1: which i said that was think it was the the fourth
0: of july yeah see okay
1: at least you named a song i hear a tone in my head or a melody and i can't express it so whatever we'll do saturday in the park All
2: all right and um tim and karen what about you
5: so we locked in with can't get enough of your love babe oh because i know that song by him very well but I, I I hesitate a bit because I don't know which of his songs like was the most likely to be that popular that it was like a number one, but that's the one that is in my mind the most when I think of him. So that's what we went with.
2: All right, question three, blue. Go Blue is a sports rallying cry that extends across the campus of what Big Ten University, which also offers the Go Blue guarantee, giving free tuition to qualified students whose families make less than $65,000 a year.
4: We're locked in. Um, It is the
0: school that um, Hugh Jackman went to
1: get it right i did get it right i got a sports question right uh
0: yeah it's the it's it's called khaki pants university um <laughs> it's the university of michigan
2: go it. Right, so you guys are locking in with that yep okay and uh tim and karen what did you say
4: it's gonna taste like um acid coming out of my mouth because i am an ohio state fan and i hate this school like you would not believe but it is the little sister known as the university of michigan
5: all right he said
2: begrudgingly
4: now i need to wash my mouth out
2: so back up to that first question uh, tell me again your answers for the older spiritual hippie artist Fraggle and what you wagered. Uh, Chris and Leah. Uh,
1: we wagered three points and we went with Mother Fraggle.
2: Tim and Karen?
4: We wagered ten points and went with hippie.
2: <laughs> the uh, mother figure the mother figure Fraggle, she was uh, purple with blue hair and she painted and had crystals hanging around her house. Her name was Moki. Oh.
1: Is okay. that named after someone famous who was a Moki or no? Would we have not gotten there?
0: It's named after Moki Betts, the baseball player for the Dodgers.
1: Okay, cool.
2: Mokey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two uh, Barry White had his only number one hit on the Billboard Hot 100 in the 70s. Name that number one hit. Tim and Karen your wager and your answer again
5: I believe we wagered 11 points and we said can't get enough of your love babe
2: Chris and Leah uh,
0: we wagered two points and we went with Saturday
2: in the park the number one hit was can't get enough of your love babe hell yeah that's the song nice that
5: was
1: playing in my head
0: that's the song you couldn't get out
2: yeah. So um, I'll tell you, we're on to the final question. Uh, what Big Ten University's sports rallying cry is go blue? And you guys both said the University of Michigan. So uh, after the first two questions, the score was 67 to 62. So it's going to come down to wagers here. Chris and Leah, what did you wager?
1: We wager a total of five points.
2: And you were correct. And that brings your final score to 72 points. Tim and Karen, you guys also got it right. University of Michigan, as uh, bad a taste in the mouth as that might be for an Ohio State fan. What did you wager?
4: I almost don't want to win on this answer, (laughs) but we wagered 40 points. (laughs) I
0: am really glad if I had to lose, it's to make an Ohio State fan admit that Michigan helped them do something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) So a big risk pays off,
2: and you guys end with 102 total points to 72 for the win.
5: Good job, guys. Wow. Great game. You guys really gave us a run. That was
2: a very good game. Yeah,
5: it was only the wagers that saved our ass at the end, so...
0: (laughs) Well, we went uber conservative, and that's that was my call too. I'm sorry, Leah.
1: No, I absolutely wanted. I wanted to go zero on all of them because After, I was like, these questions are hard. <laughs> I don't know any of them.
0: After that fourth round, I got really gun shy.
1: I told you, Tim.
5: I said I feel good about blue for some reason,
4: and I never feel good about blue. There is like very little <laughs> blue in my room. My 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 pads are this color for a reason.
5: Red and black.
4: Uh, I'm wearing Ohio State uh but to win on michigan uh okay that's entertaining (laughs) to me
5: i love
0: it i can take solace in the fact that at least the last time we played michigan we beat them so it was a while ago but we beat them in like 2014 2015
4: yeah so did we but it was not that long ago no
0: (laughs) kylie Great game, nicely done. Very good game. Yes. Thank you. Uh,
2: yeah, I played a little harder than I thought it was going to. I Actually, uh, my husband, who is also named Tim, play tested it for me last night, uh, and he was like, "That's a rough one." And I was like, "I'm going to play with pros. It's going to be fine." So, but you guys <laughs> came up with a, a lot of answers that were pretty pretty tough and uh, really good scores at the end. So, good job, everyone.
0: At the end of the day, I'm just I'm just thankful that I did not answer readers of the Lost Ark.
5: Yeah, (laughs) that damn borscht belt
0: oh man so before we before we uh, wrangle this cow to the ground is that what you do in rodeo I don't even know I don't know whatever before we end the show uh, let's go ahead let's pass it around to our guests Kylie where can as if they don't know already where (laughs) can our fans find you
2: you can find me at brainwavetrivia.com I've got a trivia blog there that I post um, mini quizzes about once a week You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brainwave Trivia. I do daily questions on there and uh, I'm also on Facebook um, so you can catch up with me in a lot of different ways. Sweet. Tim,
0: Karen. Karen, first of all, I'm sorry, that's your first name in the age of 2020. That's got to be a little bit rough to be called Karen right now.
5: Listen, I, it is, but I appreciate that there is a way to now call out the excessive privilege of angry white women so if that's what has to do it then that's fine
0: <laughs> I don't think we pay enough attention to the privilege of angry white men um we need a name for them too
5: <laughs> yeah I think that some people refer to them as like Keith's I'm
0: so. okay with that. I've heard
2: I've heard Chad's Chad that Chads, Chad that is yeah. the angry
0: white man name Chad's right and
4: Kyles. oh I hate mm-hmm. Kyle's I hate everyone named Kyle
2: Kyle's Kyle Kyle is
4: usually a monster fueled uh white man
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh kyle's and carrots but uh tim karen tell us again about your podcast and where can our listeners find you
5: so tim and i have a podcast together called marital tiffs where we are argumentative as much as we were on your show today (laughs) (laughs) and we review quizzes and marriage tips and just general things that we find entertaining. We're both huge geeks. So it's a lot of fun for us. And you can find us at Marital Tiffs on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and maritaltiffs at gmail.com.
4: And then you can also find me at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for all of our uh, sports discussion. Uh, I promise I actually do know sports despite what it showed in tonight's episode. Um, you can find me at TD gamer. If you want to talk star Wars politics or sports, you can usually find me out there on Twitter. Um, but yeah, hometown crowd and marital tests are where you can find our voices. Well, we were very, very
0: thankful that you guys are able to join us for this episode. Leah, I had a really good time today. Did yeah, you? Yeah,
1: it was fun. I, I don't usually have I a good time it. losing, but that was
0: a really fun time. So the three of you, thank you. Um, you guys remember, find the pub trivia experience on Instagram or on Facebook at pub trivia experience at Twitter at, uh, yeah, at pub trivia pod due to their dead gum character limitations. Once again, <laughs> in my life, character limitations are holding me back. pubtriviaexperience.com com. Also, if you don't know, boozy bracketology is wrapping up, uh, before this episode comes out, we'll be wrapping up the best sports movie ever made. And, uh, We got some opinions over on the Boozy Bracketology podcast. And then coming in November, we are taking a break from movies and we are moving over to find the best nationwide restaurant in the U.S. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you think there are some differing opinions on the other Boozy Brackets, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) The love and the vitriol for some of these restaurants, I won't get. I don't get. (laughs) <laughs> but find Boozy Bracketology or the Pub Trivia Experience anywhere you get podcasts. If you're listening to this, you already freaking know that. But for the Pub Trivia Experience, I have been Chris. Everybody, have a great week. Bye. Bye.